accepted Christ as Savior, uh, sometimes we, we think we can uh, charge hell with the, with the water gun, all right? And we think, wait, we, I've been given the ability, I've been given the power, you know, to do that. And we realize pretty soon that, man, there's an enemy out there that's pretty big. And uh, so what we're talking about is we're talking about identifying who that real enemy is in uh, your life. And so this uh, sermon series called Step Into the Ring is something that we uh, could really use in our life because it seems like we're always in a, in a battle and it seems like we're, we're always in that fight. And uh, there's an enemy that's taunting us and teasing us and making us feel way inferior, that, making us feel like we are not a child of God. For those who have not yet to really step over that line of faith and, and surrender your life to Christ, you are, you are in those, those uh, same battles. But let me tell you, as a believer, we have a huge target on our back because we are bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and we're part of the church, the bride of Christ. And so the enemy is going to go after the bride of Christ um, every time and every day, and every way. And so the enemy will taunt us and will try to make us feel like, hey, we're no good, we're not worthy, uh, to remind us of all of our mistakes and uh, that we cannot escape from our past. It's those kinds of things that the enemy puts into our heads. Oh, remember when you used to do this? Remember that old life you used to live? Yeah, well, you're not worthy of that. It's those kinds of things that the enemy tries to put into us. And so uh, we talked about last week how... um, Whenever you feel that way, it's almost like being at a press conference uh, for a, a, a boxing match. You know, uh, several months before the match, uh, the two fighters will gather together so the media can ask questions. And you usually have one of them who's, who's, who's taunting the other one a lot more and, um, and just trying to pick a fight right then and there. But one thing to know is that fights are never won in the press conference. Fights are always won in the ring. And so we've got to understand, we've got to get out of that press conference into the ring. So uh, explain a little bit more. If you have not trained to get into that, get into that ring, if you have not recruited other people to help you with whatever fight you're trying to, you're trying to, uh, trying to fight, whatever your enemy you're trying to fight, in your life, if, you, if you're not uh, announcing it, if you're not telling other people about it to help pray with you, then you're not in the ring. You're just at the press conference. And let me tell you what, that is going to continue to haunt you day in and day out. The enemy is just trying to make you feel bad. You're no good. You're not worthy. Uh, all the mistakes that you've done. And so uh, a, a fight is something that Again, we train for, we invite others to help us, to be in our corner, and we announce. Like a fight, they announce it, they promote it. And so you got to tell others, hey, you're a small group. Hey, I've got this going in my life. I need you guys to walk with me. I'm a, I need you guys to, guys to hold me accountable to this. Last week, we talked about Samson. Samson was a huge guy. Uh, Notice the strongest man that's ever walked the earth. And so uh, this, this strength, which God gave to him, uh, he uh, let it get to his head, and it, and it got to his heart, and he, he, he had a huge ego. And so that ego was something that he used to edge God out. Ego. He edged God out of his life. He, he had pride to step in the way. He had self-reliance 
to step in the way. Sometimes you and I, we don't get into that ring because we're like, you know, that problem I'm facing, that's just between me and God, and no one really even needs to know that. Well, that problem that you're, that's in your life that you're not really telling others about, getting people to help you with that, um, that problem is going to overtake you if you don't get some people in your corner and other people in the, um, in the fight. And so um, uh, last week, uh, Samson, we learned about his pride and self-reliance. And one thing we understand is that when fighting the real enemy, your position will not protect you. Your, your reputation will not restore you. And your strength will not sustain you. So last week, we talked about the ego in the fight and how that keeps us from getting into the fight, into the ring, and to announcing to everybody, okay, this is, this is what's going on. And so today we're going to talk about the enemy in our fight, the enemy in uh, the fight. And so who is that enemy? Think of, think of that, uh, that struggle in your life that you just keep going back to time and time again. It keeps creep up, creeping up in your life. Think of that. That right there is something that you are trying to fight. That is your enemy. But the Bible talks about there's a real enemy, and that is Satan. Uh, Jesus talked about Satan all the time. In fact, you don't, hear, you don't hear too much about Satan except for some of the old, it's kind of hidden in some of the old prophecies, you know, in, in Isaiah and Ezekiel, where they talk about how, how Satan fell, but they don't call him by name. They don't call him Satan or Lucifer or those guys. And so the, um, the, the New Testament, when Jesus came on board, he said, okay, guys, let me tell you something. Um, there's a real enemy. There's a real enemy. His name is Satan, the devil, and he is after you. And so um, this enemy has several names. In fact, if, uh, if you do a, a search, you can find that, that this enemy has lots of names uh, in the Bible. And one of those names is adversary. In fact, in Hebrew, uh, Satan means adversary. Okay? And so this adversary is, is, who's, is trying to get after you. Another name is a thief. This uh, name is used in John chapter um, 10. So in John 10, verse 10, and if you got your copy of God's Word, I encourage you to, to open that up. We have it on the screen and the YouVersion Bible app. In John 10, 10, one verse, it says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Those are red letters. That is Jesus talking. The enemy is coming to kill steal, and destroy things in your life. So whenever we're facing this enemy, how do we go about, when we, when we go into the ring and the bell rings and we're going after this enemy, what do we, how do we do this? What's sort of a first step? Well, the first step is we have to name that enemy. We have to put a name to that enemy. Earlier, a few minutes ago, I asked you to think what that enemy is. You might have a name for that enemy. And so Jesus put a name to that enemy. He's a thief. He's a thief. He stole my children away from me, Adam and Eve. He stole my children away from me. He's a thief, and he 
will do much harm in your life. And so it's important that we, uh, that we name that. It's kind of like a boxing ring. Every boxer, every boxer has a name. In fact, they even kind of make up this special name, all right? The Italian Stallion. His, name wasn't, his first name wasn't Italian. His last name was a stallion. It's Rocky Balboa. But he had a name, the Italian Stallion. A lot of these boxers have these kind of names. What is the name that you're struggling with? Another thing is when, when the master of ceremonies is in the center ring and he sees the two boxers, he's announcing their name out loud over the sound system. He's announcing it. And in this corner, the Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa, he announces it. He doesn't say, he doesn't just say, hey, over here. We have Italian stallion in this corner. I mean, he lets people know. So whenever you are fighting struggles in your life, it is so important that you name that enemy. And not only just name it, but you need to, you need to announce it. You need to tell others about it. Maybe some of the, um, some of the uh, names could be worry. Do you have, do you have a... Do you have an enemy of worry? Uh, what about pleaser? Someone who's, who's always uh, pleasing. And because of that, it's getting you, it's getting you into trouble. And because of that, you're, you're not spending time on the most important things because you're worried about pleasing others. That could be an enemy in your life. What about, what about gluttony? What about uncontrolled anger? Can I tell you something? The enemy, what he will not do is he will not announce himself. <laughs> Thieves don't break into a house by ringing the doorbell. They don't. They don't announce themselves. They don't get in the house and, hey, I'm a thief. Just, y'all just say where you're at. I'm just going to get a couple of things, all right? And um, it, it'll be fine. And just give me a few minutes. I'm going to grab a few things and I'll be gone. <laughs> Thieves don't do that. They don't announce themselves. So Satan is not going to announce himself. Some of these things in your life, they're creeping up on you. And they're not going to announce themselves. And so you have to say, that's what that is. You can't fight something that you don't know what it is. You can't. So we have to name it. And we have to announce it. You know, this, uh, this enemy, he's coming to, to steal your joy. To kill whatever hope you have, and to destroy your life. He's coming to take those things away from you. Some of, some of you could be in a situation where you keep, you keep trying to fight this enemy, and you haven't named it, you haven't, you haven't said, okay, this is, this is what it is in my life. And, and because of that, you you're just keep falling all the time. You keep failing at trying to, trying to beat this. And, and because of that, um, you're still in the same situation. For example, there, there could be some people who are in uh, a bad marriage situations. Okay, what is, what is the enemy? The enemy, you gotta put a name to it. Could be neglect. You could be neglect, someone who, uh, who takes intimacy away and neglect of communication. That's what the enemy does of neglect in your life. 
Um, some of it could be, uh, what if it's bankruptcy or, or financial, uh, financial troubles in your life? Well, what is the enemy? It's not, the enemy is not, it's not the debt. That's, that's something that's the result of that. What's the, what's the real enemy? Well, it could be greed. Could be jealousy, wanting things that others have that you don't. So it's important to see what is a real enemy, to name it, not the result, but the thing that's causing the result. Affairs. Affairs don't just happen. Marriage affairs don't they just don't happen like that. Okay? They 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 creep into your life. And so what is that thing that's causing you to uh, think about other, uh, to being around other people that you're not supposed to. You're married. So what are, the, what are those things in your life? What are you looking at? What are those things that you can name? It's like, okay, this is the enemy, and I have got to name it. And I'm going to announce it to some people that I trust. Not on Facebook. <laughs> it's not where you do that. But you announce it to some people that you trust. Say, I need, I need you two people in my corner. I need you two people in my corner. When I turn around from getting a beating and, and between rounds, I need you there helping me. And then you, you can tell others, I need you there in the crowd cheering me on. Sending me text messages saying, hey, go get them, Tiger. Okay? Sending me text messages knowing I'm praying for you. I'm there with you. And the people in your corner, they're doing more than that. They're spending time with you. And when, when you're in situations where some of the enemy crops up, they are there with you. So not only do you need to name your enemy, once you name your enemy, now you've got to get to know your enemy. So again, the plan of attack, name your enemy. You don't name your enemy, you're not in the ring. You're not in the fight. Name your enemy, now you want to know your enemy. And... Um, you need to study their every move, when they will strike. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says this, be alert and sober of sober mind. So he's telling us, Peter is telling us, be alert. Know when this is going to happen. And, it, and you realize that Peter was the one who denied Christ three times. So he knows about the enemy. He knows how the enemy will attack. And so be alert of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. A lion looking for someone to devour. Now, you might think, you know, we don't really have much lions around here. Yeah, there's lions at a zoo. But back in then, they didn't really have zoos. <laughs> they have zoos back then. I mean, there are parts... Of, of, that, uh, of that area where in the world where you can have a lion that would come up and, uh, and like, whoa, okay, I've got I've to watch my step here. And so it was something, when he says he's like a lion, the devil's like a lion, he really means it. He's going to seek, he's going to prowl around and try to find a way to devour you, to kill you. So know when, he, when he's prowling. For instance, you got to know if you're facing something such as lust. Okay, if you, you have lust, when does he prowl? 
Know when he most often comes around. When, when you're faced with that, with that lust, what time of the day or night or what environment are you around when he always comes around? You've got to know your enemy. You've got to know how he's coming around. What about worry? If, you're, if worry is an enemy, know what people are. You might want to create a boundary. What are, uh, what are certain situations that bring worry to your life? If, you, if you're around situations that you cannot get away from, then bring Scripture into that situation to fight worry. Know how your enemy is trying to attack you. What about, what about uh, gluttony? Then become aware of the uh, emotions that could trigger your binge eating. Okay, what are some of the emotions? Okay, you know when when things go when things are going really good, I'm like, man, I want to celebrate. Chick fil A, large shake, yes. Now that's not binge eating, but if I've got like five of them, then yeah, that's a big problem. I've got a big issue. But you know, what are some things, if, if that is something in your life, and these are just random examples, if they, these are things in your life that you're having to face, how does the enemy come and sneak around and, and prowl around? What are the settings? What is the situation? What are the times of day? Who are the people? What is, what is the setting? And so you want to be able to know how your enemy prowls around and tries to attack. One thing about lions is lions mostly attack at night. They mostly attack at, li- at night. Lions during the day just kind of lie around and just kind of chill out. You might, th- someone may look at a lion and like, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Our lion, he's, he's a nice tame lion. But at night, that's a different animal. It's a different animal. A lion hunts at night. He prowls around and he sneaks around. And he is, he loves the dark because he can hide better and he can catch people off guard. So if the enemy, and and Peter compared the devil to a lion who likes to attack at night. So what's the opposite of darkness? Light. So one, one thing we got to understand to know our enemy is that he will come in the darkness of our life. So we've got to bring light into our light. We've got to open up the daylight of God and of Jesus' presence in our life. We've got to stay in the word. We've got to be praying. We've, we've got to stay in that light. We Just coming to church once, once a week, once every couple of weeks, once a month, I mean, that's not enough. This, that's not enough. You've got to stay in the light. You've got to bring the light, everything you can, everything you can do to bring that light into your come when you don't have light in your life, when you have darkness. When you're at a, when you're at a dark place in your life, you, you, you really, really need to get some people in your life that can, that can walk with you because the enemy's about to attack a second thing that a lion does, a lion most often likes to attack prey when they're separated from the herd, when they're separated from the herd. And uh, it's, it's, it's a, a done deal kill. And that's exactly how the enemy 
The devil likes to attack you and likes to attack me. Whenever we are away from the herd, whenever we are away from other believers. So I said, coming to church, being in a small group, uh, having, a, having a prayer time at your work, at your school, on the football field, on the soccer field, praying and getting around other people, talking about what God is doing in your life to others, trying to identify people in your life that you can connect with that, that know Jesus and love Jesus and have them, have them in their life. Not saying you just need to hang around them, but, but you need to understand, don't go too far away. Don't go too far away from the hurt. And, and if you have to go away, don't be away for a long time because the enemy will get you. I see it all the time. There are people here today. I'm sorry, there are not people here today. I'm not saying that, that everybody that's here today is, and not here today is, is facing this, but there are people who are not here today who the enemy could come after. So I want to encourage you, stay with the herd. That's how lions attack. That's why Peter used that analogy of the lion. So stay close to the light. Stay close to other believers. Bring the light in. So we have to name our enemy. We have to know how our enemy uh, prowls around, when he likes to attack, and it's different according to whatever enemy you're trying to face. Know how the enemy acts. And then the third thing and the last thing, we've got to knock out the enemy. We've got to knock out the enemy. The more you name your enemy and the more you know your enemy, the more opportunities, more uh, success you will have at knocking out your enemy. So how do, how do fighters knock out their opponent? How do fighters do it? What can we learn from that? Well, for one, they, they do it one, one opponent at a time. You know, someone who has a, who has a 24-0 knockout record, they didn't fight all 24 of those people at the same time. They didn't fight all 24 of those in the same ring on the same day. There's no way they would knock them out. And so they do it one at a time. So what can we learn from that? Whatever issues you're having, whatever struggles, and most of us have several, whatever struggles, you need to, you need to get to that enemy. You need to get into that ring and fight one enemy at a time. Don't try to do multiple enemies at the same time. Now, I'm not saying you just need to give a free-for-all, do whatever you want, you know, uh, live whatever life you want except for this one enemy. Yeah, you want to you continue to be cautious of living a life that has Jesus inside you. But don't try to fight multiple enemies at the same time. Take that one and say, okay, I want to fight this one. I'm going to get some people in my corner. I'm going to invite people in the crowd to chant my name. And I'm going to train for this. I'm going to name it. I'm going to know when he likes to attack, when he attacks most often, what is the situation, what is the setting. And I'm going to do one enemy at a time. Stop trying to get rid of all your enemies and fight them all at the same time. You're going to lose. It's not going to work. So... 
one enemy at a time. Another one is a, a steady stream, a steady stream of punches. You, you watch fights, you don't have, the, the person that wins is not the one that, that goes in there and has like one major hit, maybe two in a whole round, and, and he doesn't connect. He, he just kind of moves around and doesn't really do anything and just lets the other guy just pummel him. It, you don't need to be too concerned about that powerful punch to the enemy. You need to be concerned with that steady stream of punches. Steady stream of punches. A steady stream can be very, very powerful. A steady stream can be very powerful. Here's an example of a steady stream. Man, I'm gonna get into the word of God. I've gotta get this enemy, and so I'm gonna have a steady stream every day of getting into God, God's word. Now that may, you may read a couple of chapters. It might be three chapters. It might be one. But don't say, okay, here's, here's the day of the week where I'm just gonna, I'm gonna read a book in the Bible. And this is my day, and that's a, man, that'd be a good punch to the enemy. Yeah, that's a good punch. But that's not how you win the battle. That's not how you win the fight. Steady stream. Keeping prayer with you throughout the day. Steady stream. Attending your local church. Attending Lake Point Church. Steady stream. Attending small group. Steady stream. It's those simple, steady streams of punches that will help you. So try not to worry about the huge, big punch. Give, give that to God. Let God do the big punches. And you just work on that steady stream. You know, those, uh, those steady streams are very powerful. We, we actually learned how powerful steady streams are. Uh, Logan's a great kid, and uh, you know, he, he's a little bit inquisitive. And he likes uh, to kind of say, hey, I wonder what would happen if. You know, he's just a boy, all right? Sixth grade boy. I mean, there's lots of things that I, that I did when I was sixth grade. I was like, hey, I wonder what would happen. So I think it was last week. We were, um, it was pretty cold one of those days. And we have a fireplace in our house. Some of y'all have seen that. And we have a sort of a fake fireplace where you turn on the, the switch. And, uh, and we have a glass in front. And, and so the glass heats up. And, and it's great. And it's, it, it's really cold. It's our favorite spot. We just, we just kind of cuddle up there or sit on the, sitting by the fireplace or, or sit on the couch right there. And so Logan was actually doing that. He was actually sitting right there on the, uh, fireplace, by the fireplace. And, and um, he was uh, reading a book. And he, um, he decided to get a, uh, a, a little squirt bottle, okay? And uh, just had water in it. We kind of use that kids for their hair in the morning. And, and so he was sitting there with the squirt bottle. And he was like, I wonder what would happen to this water. Because the glass is really hot, right? Okay, because it's been on for, for a couple of hours. And so he turned that little nozzle to, to the stream. Okay? And so what he did, he did a, he did a steady stream like two, three, four times in one spot in the glass. Water, okay? Water on glass, thick glass, steady stream, okay? He didn't hit it with anything, not a hammer, steady stream, water. All of a sudden, you hear this crack, 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 and it just spread like a web. 
And Logan's like, oh. And so he gets Madison. Madison, I was home and I was upstairs. Madison says, Dad, come quick. Something's wrong. Down here. I was like, oh my gosh, what's up? And so I come down there. And as I was going down, the fire was still on. And the glass would, it was all covered with cracks. And I was like, okay, this thing's going to explode. And everybody's going to get glass everywhere. Oh my gosh. So I went over there, turned off the fire. I was like, kids, get out of the way. You know? And, uh, <laughs> and so anyway, so this glass had all shattered. And I mean, it didn't fall yet. We had to do that later with a hammer, you know, didn't take much, but it all cracked and it was destroyed. It was not destroyed with Logan and a hammer. It was destroyed by what? A steady stream, not a powerful punch, water, steady stream, praying every day, steady stream. Getting into the word every day, steady stream. Getting into a small group, having regular attendance in church, steady stream. That's all it takes to knock out your enemy. Now, as I remind